0: introducing the poet life podcast go check it out today on your favorite platforms
1: including itunes apple music and the website thepoetlife.com
2: find a way hey it's the poet life podcast you have christoph Wrights here my co-host D is not in the house right now he just had a baby girl so He is out uh, changing diapers and loving on his baby daughter. So I'm gonna hold it down tonight. Um, Listen, I'm in Maryland, close to DC, right outside of the madness of the election and everything. Uh, But I have um, a a treat for everybody. Mm -hmm. I, I have an awesome group called uh, words of a fiddler's daughter, and they are in the UK. Listen, so we have Murray, Jesse, and Adam. How y'all doing? No so bad thanks.
1: Great to be with yeah, you. Really good.
2: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Where in the UK are you? Uh
3: Murray, why don't you go
1: first? Well, I'm in a little place called Retford, which is in Nottinghamshire. So sort of a uh, middly bit of England. It's called the Midlands. Basically,
2: um, where Robin Hood was. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and Wait,
2: was, that, was that a joke or that true? That's true. I'm very
1: near to Sherwood <laughs> Forest.
3: <so>. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we we're in the middle of Derbyshire, um, and I don't know if you've ever seen or read Pride and Prejudice, but yes. we live about fifteen miles from Mister Darcy's estate.
4: But we don't own it. But we don't own it. So, we don't own it, so. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Never met him either. No. <laughs> but yeah. There you go. So that's, that's where we are. And you mentioned uh, the madness in Washington, which reminds me of the only gig I've ever done in Washington. I was using a radio mic on my fiddle and because there was something wrong with the way the frequencies had all been set up, halfway through the gig, we started to get um, police cars. We had, people, we had people talking on the radio saying, "Yeah, yeah, let's go down there and and we'll get the guy." All right. Well, but not in that accent, obviously. <laughs> yeah. That aside, that was my madness in Washington. Yeah. <laughs> what What year was that? Oh, it was um.
3: Two
4: thousand eight. Yeah, um, two thousand and seven, maybe. I think. Okay. While okay. Ago.
3: Awesome.
2: Yeah. Was that your first time in in the states, or no? No, no. I've I've. Been
4: there before and um, since i've been there before, <laughs> no, I've, I've, um, I've traveled actually i've driven about thirty thousand miles in the states and i've been to i was just counting today there are only nine states i've not actually played a concert in. wow <laughs> okay
2: okay
1: Again, wow we'll have to work out a little tour to cover those yeah
2: i yeah, can't say the same at the
3: moment
2: <laughs> well when you all do let me know when it happens i would love to you know, take a you know take a look at it and, and, and be a part of it. Yeah,
3: you'll uh, be a special guest. <laughs> and we
2: should probably just say you've introduced us as um, words of the fiddler's
4: daughter. Yeah. Yes, I'm the fiddler. That's the daughter. Hey. The words are hers. <laughs> Murray plays the accordion, but yeah. the poetry the poetry is
2: well. You you know? You're father and daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't put two and okay. <laughs> well, this I, is my like dad. <laughs> I just put two and two together. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: So, Adam and Murray, you all are in a group. We are. Or we have band?
1: A, we're in it. Well, group, duo, band, call it what you like. But Thanks. yeah, the two of us, we, I mean, we're, we're in a number of different products together, but um, our prime thing is a duo. We go by the name of the Cider House Rebellion. And what we do a lot of is improvised music. So um, we're both trained musicians. We've both uh, got all that experience behind us. But what we found works really well for us is music in the moment. Being able to to play together because we know each other's playing so well that we can we can have that instant musical conversation. We can start. One of us can start something, and the other responds and reacts. And you really do end up with. With full proper inventive dialogue, um, but without us really knowing what the subject material was before we started the conversation, or even
4: afterwards. <laughs> it's interesting, actually. Murray said the poetry is all Jessie's, but I just had a thing running through my head today. Don't know why. That basically, <laughs> music is poetry. Yes, and poetry and yeah. poetry yeah. is music. music. And, and so yeah, I- well. I don't think poetry is all Jesse's. I think what we do is, is poetry too. unique because. Mm. Is that going like a three? It's very hard to tell in this thing. Oh dear. Anyway. It's a three-way I, I, yeah, thank you. three
3: way conversation. Three poets talking <laughs> to each <the> other. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing.
1: <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, we did actually have that uh, in a review recently where somebody was commenting that they, they wished that the poetry had been uh, a little higher in the mix. And we all reacted the same going, hang on a minute. It's not poetry with music in the background. It is three parts. It's three voices and just two of us aren't using words.
2: That's the only
1: difference. And so I think it's, it is something that is utterly satisfying for me. It's the fact that I can have this conversation with, with those two lunatics there. (laughs) Um, And it's an equal conversation it, it most definitely we are not the accompanists nor is jesse in some way commentating on our music it is a
3: yeah,
1: symbiotic so, relationship
3: yeah when i'm reading the poem out obviously i've i've written it beforehand although i did do one You've improvised, improvised which but, went which quite is well which absolutely
4: beautiful actually.
3: um but when i'm reading the poetry i have no kind of preconception of how i want it to sound I listen to what they're doing and their music informs my reading just as much as the words do. So I think it's quite special in that way because it's it's a collaboration at like the kind of deepest level. It's a it's a transfer of musical thought and creative energy and yeah, I I mean I don't know if they feel the same. But.
4: <laughs> we had a we had an interesting thing um this week, last week, very recently, anyway, recently. Um, it was National Poetry Day here in, in the, the UK last UK. week. Okay, and, um, I was I was actually still asleep, <laughs> and Jesse came. She's uh, she's not at university at the moment. She's at home because blah blah blah. Right, things a bit weird, but she's going back next week. Fingers crossed. I'm going back tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. That's Whoa! If you move the way the weeks work. Um, she came bursting into my bedroom and said, Daddy, it's National Poetry Day. I've got an idea that we could do, and I didn't really listen because I was very much asleep, but I said <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but what it turned out was that we were going to create a new, she was going to write a new poem. Murray and I were going to accompany it that day. And then she said, well, kind of, this was a tiny bit later once I had woken up, a bit, how should we do it? And I said, look, you haven't written it yet, just tell Murray basically what it's going to be about. He will record a kind of six or seven minute track, because that's how long all her poems are mostly, <laughs> except the one for a quarter of an hour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that feels to him to be on the same kind of subject. Her stuff's always emotional, it's always, um, I don't know, a feeling of history, and you, you can I, feel a sense of it. Mm-hmm. So I said, look, let's just get him to record first, Then he'll send that track to me, because we were all in, well, Murray and we, or us, or however you say it in English, you could tell me?
3: Probably not. (laughs) Um,
4: In different places. So send it to us, and then I played along to it, which I got a good luck with that from Murray when he sent it, but actually it was incredibly easy. It was exactly like playing with it in the flesh. I knew where it was going to go. I knew how to play with it.
3: You didn't listen to it beforehand, did you? No,
4: Put it on wow. page so you hear Murray's once through, my once through. Yeah. Then I stuck those together in a thing for Jessie so she could hear both of it, both of them. We we made a little
3: mattress little box. Mattress box with because her in it. <laughs>
4: to
3: to wow. to, to, dead, to make the sound dead flat in, enough.
4: Better yeah. Right.
3: Enclosed in small spaces.
4: <laughs> Played that to her. And she just recorded over it.
3: And that um, was it.
4: And that was it. That's the creation. And it for me, it's magical because what Murray created in response to her concept was exactly what her concept turned out to be. And the thing I put in the middle just tied the two things together. And we created. Well, I think you've heard it. It's the one um, called the Sleeper that we did last. Yeah.
2: Week.
1: It's, that's so how
2: it did you all release it the same day? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: It was recorded, wow. written, performed, edited, mixed, and released really...
4: <laughs> in about oh, 10 hours, would you say? Yeah. It was yeah. less yeah. than that in terms of actually stuff being recorded. But that's when, awesome.
3: I mean, in in our new album, we've, in fact, all of the tracks are their first take. You know, yeah, one- everyone just oh, yeah. started yeah. and just went with it. You know, there was no pre planning, There was it Definitely. was just. Okay, you start playing. I'm reading a poem about this. Here we go, and that was that. And we have a whole album of it, which is kind of exciting. So that,
1: that for oh. me is proof that it is conversational. Mm. Um, don't you don't rehearse. We're not rehearsing this conversation. We're having a conversation, right? Uh, that exactly oh, the same thing <laughs>
0: um,
1: that we have that conversation, and it can be a very serious conversation. We can be talking about really powerful. Uh, thoughts and, and history about you know what happened in our country a thousand years ago that you know it's it's heavy stuff but it is a conversation and an instinctive an instant reaction to that story and i think in some ways that can be more powerful than the slow careful considered response um that that instant emotive moment is is something really rather powerful and
4: everything the other person says has an in- immediate reaction. It's like a conversation that starts around the dinner table and ends up somewhere completely differently to where it started, in a way that emotionally and the reflections on it. It's all in this case compared to the things that Murray do on our own, where we will start somewhere and who the hell knows what we'll think about. <laughs> <where> <laughs> with Jesse, That's it, true. <laughs> with Jesse, it's it's tied in more because the words will keep bringing you back to a certain place, a certain direction that she's already responded to. Yeah, um, so It's a fascinating thing for, for me anyway. At,
3: at this point I think it's worth giving a tiny bit of context to the poems themselves so I wanted to base every poem on a historical moment like in medieval England so think swashbuckling knights and vikings. Um, But it wasn't all like that. And I've chosen a certain number of these kind of historical moments and then imagined a sort of folk tale from them. And that folk tale is very much- They're um, quite dark. They're quite dark. There are a lot of wolves. There are lots of wolves. (laughs) I hate wolves, (laughs) 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 but they're very much informed by the lands like around me. And what I think is really interesting is that all of that the conversation that I've been having with the history and the conversation that I've been having with the land is then kind of all at once in conversation with them. And I think it produces something really special because it's not just, in some ways, it isn't just three people talking. We're gonna have another revolutionary thought here. (laughs) Maybe maybe it's the history and the world around us talking too.
4: Yeah, for me, there's something about, it's how music is for me anyway, but it's also something about her poetry. It's not, it's not just a modern girl interpreting history. It kind of feels as if it's um, talking to the memories, talking to the ghosts, the, the spirit of the land, the things that are past, I don't know. It's when we look back at that stuff, you've got a sense of all the people who've- Been. Been, who've, who've suffered probably mostly on the whole. Some people are probably happy along the way, but not everybody and harsh stuff, harsh worlds, and that's somehow captured in what she writes, even even the more upbeat bits, of which there are about
3: one. I know um, there are two. <laughs> there are two.
1: Um, you can tell their father and daughter, can't
2: you? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Jessie, let me ask you, when did you start writing poetry?
3: Uh so I my grandma used to read me poems ever since I was tiny. She used to read me um
1: could be last I week, I, Jeff. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, Can't quite,
3: tell she's sitting down. I'm five not foot two just for context <laughs> <laughs> kind of how small I am um, but she's been reading me poems forever, she used to read me things like um, Yates I don't know if you've heard of him, he's an Irish poet uh, and all sorts of other really kind of important important people and at the time it, it just felt like she was reading me stories there was no kind of oh she's giving me a literary education, It was it was just magical and from that
4: and she would sometimes write a poem for you as well yeah she wrote poems just about little day to day
3: um and then of course from that i started writing poems and interestingly enough the other day <laughs> <this is
0: funny. laughs> the other day
3: i found like an old notepad um i was sorting out a room and in it was Loved. at last yeah um and in it was this kind of it's my writing but done with a crayon And it had some rather crude illustrations with it. I must have been about... Crude in the
4: sense of being primitive. Awful, (laughs) awful. Very young. I
3: I must have been about six or so.
4: We're not sure, but between six and eight. Yeah,
3: but what's interesting is that it was a poem. And it was a poem in very much the style I still write. Some of the words were less sophisticated, less well put together but Less actually well spelled. <laughs> if, <laughs> it was felt <spelled> really badly <laughs> but actually since then i've always had a kind of way of writing it's, it's never changed from there it's just it been, been it's a still. constant kind of flow and obviously i've improved i'm doing an english literature degree at university so right. I'm all the time by like these amazing people and and that's what's interesting
4: whatever you're surrounded by your, the, your voice from being too small to spell until now when you can almost spell the same. your voice yeah. is almost <laughs> totally the same Yeah. so it, that's, a, that's a fascinating thing because even with everything around you it's
3: still the still same you. intention I think
4: and that for me really? is one of the beautiful things about what we're all doing together because and I think what Murray and I are doing together I, more so for me than for Murray I think it's It's something that I have always, um, the way I'm playing suddenly with this and being able to play, being able to put stuff together, is what I've always done whenever I picked up a violin. That's what I've played. And now suddenly it's come into a context where I've got another musician who I start doing that. And instead of it just being me and my own, it's amplified the things that I'm half thinking turn into full thoughts. The full thoughts get moved into a poem or, a a story or whatever. It's it's amazing. For me, it's absolutely extraordinary, Murray. Thank you. And um <laughs> then Jesse, having heard this, has has kind of I think felt how special it is and found a way of adding another voice, which in some ways makes it even even better, I think.
3: It just makes it a a a more interesting tapestry. It's larger, yeah. it's got more to say and you can people pick out different things from the poem and the you know from a, from a, from the music there's and, no one interpretation it's very much depends on the individual listening so i mean
2: we need a word for what it is actually
3: yeah we' have we have no words
2: <laughs> so <laughs> that that's, that's an opportunity to coin
3: <laughs> the name
2: yeah.
3: absolutely yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> definitely um let me ask you so this album right um that Quick, this let's stop. Yeah, pull it up, pull it up, shameless plug. Pull it up.
3: Quick, quick. <laughs> is this can you see this? Yes. This is our now, new album.
2: Pronounce that for me. Uh, so Runian.
3: Uh Runyan. and it's whisper in old English, which is what they spoke whisper. in early medieval times. So the the whisper, I guess, is just trying to encapsulate that idea that we're channeling something. It's we're listening to old stories and reinterpreting and creating something new to say.
2: But what like really blows my mind is the timeline. Talk about the timeline.
3: So I wrote the first poem in I don't think it was March. I think it was April.
4: Yeah. Later. I think
3: it was in April. So Um, a month in a month into lockdown. And then
1: Well that went out two days later. Two days later, yeah. On a kind of It's worth giving the context that in March, uh, Adam and I, living 50 miles or whatever that is, 80 kilometres apart, could not meet. We were absolutely, totally locked down. We weren't allowed to drive, you know, five kilometres was not allowed. So we were not going to meet. We were not going to be able to even socially distance, do some recording or anything. So we had to decide, do we just say hey there you go we'll see each other in the future and do our own domestic things and um, of which there was plenty to do well, um, like had I, <laughs> I had a new baby on february the 29th so um, we were a little busy um but creativity doesn't stop um and i think for us if it were stopped I think we'd probably go even more insane than we already are so yes. we had to find a way we had to be able to keep playing keep creating and keep listening to each other mm. um, and we went through this mad series of experiments <laughs> starting off thinking it would be easy hey let's just go on to facetime let's go on to skype whatever it mm. might be and it's a disaster complete unmitigated disaster because as soon as you digitize as soon as you're on the internet because of the nature of digitization and compression and all the rest of it, it right. built in a latency. It right. might be half a second, it might be one second, but after I play, Adam was hearing it a second later. And when you can't mm-hmm. play in time with each other when there's that big a delay, and we tried all sorts of experiments to no avail until finally, um, one crazy idea was well, hang on copper wire doesn't have any latency so what about the old-fashioned telephone wire they still exist the internet comes through it but we could call each other on the phone the normal old style phone let's give it a go so we did and wow no latency absolute real-time
2: landline not cell phone Oh, yeah, not cell right. phone, I don't even have well, a landline phone. <laughs> <So> we, do. <laughs> we do.
1: We both had to buy one. <laughs> wow. So we found that it was theoretically possible although it sounded appalling. Okay. Um, but we when perso- you hear the other person. It's so terrible. you end up with both of us microphones on our instruments as normal. So we're recording do... we're recording
4: in the room that we're playing in. Yeah, we record we have the a applicants. good microphone to record exactly what we're doing, but we also have to send that sound down the landline to the other person so we can react in real time.
1: So you've now got an old-fashioned telephone that has got a set of headphones sellotaped onto the earpiece, <laughs> that's the mouthpiece to send the sound and then a microphone clamped onto the earpiece. To do a, a monitor link back to ourselves, so we've both at each end got this mad system, and through the worst crackles and distortions and weird noise you can imagine, we could actually hear each other, which was uh, magical. So in a, yeah, very exciting moment. Because if there it's is worth on saying. YouTube, there is one, the very first test. It's a minute long, and it it, it is still. Gives me goose pimples, it's yeah. uh, amazing.
4: Then, just the thing to understand, you, we've all seen a load of things that people have made through lockdown, but they've all been done in a, in the way where person number one will record and there'll maybe be a click track. Right. And then the next person gets their line and they put that in over the top and then it's all put together in a studio afterwards, which I'm not knocking it, but what we that wanted works. to do was we wanted to just do it like talking because that's how we make our music. What we do. Mm.
2: Wow. So basically no no excuses. <laughs> no, no excuses. Absolutely.
1: No excuses.
2: No do excuses. It. Get it it done.
1: Hit record. Happens.
4: So we we actually produced well Murray and I produced a ridiculous number of tracks over that period, lots of which we put on the CD, others are just not on the disc because the disc's only so long well um, we were
1: doing hey, a, hey, a, a hey. weekly facebook live show to our fans that's what it started with
4: oh that's true we're
1: putting together um video of us doing this for a 30 to 40 minute long weekly um facebook live but of course we recorded it at the same time that's the way it worked and then thought this is actually um there's some good stuff happening here and so it became well could we actually turn this into an album so that was the starting point for Adam and myself, for Cider House.
3: So they have produced an album. <laughs> yeah, they've produced an album over lockdown and a second album with me.
4: Yeah, our albums, the Insider Sessions, because we were inside. Man, uh, this <laughs> is amazing. And then, and then, yeah. there it is, look, look you. at that. I wouldn't be able to find mine. Um, but then Jessie'd heard all this and she got inspired to join us. But our turnaround with these tracks was just we, we did with her two in consecutive weeks. Yeah. Um, so we just recorded, and it was one of the three tracks that we released new that next week. Yeah, but then we said, let's. let's... A... Yeah, sorry, carry on.
1: Yeah, three, three tracks a week. We were doing three brand new tracks, of which two were poetry. Um, plus, we recorded us talking to each other as a, as a little show. So that was where it all started. And then we we uh, found
4: actually my mother's place, which is this really long house where we could find a way to be separated in uh, rooms that we weren't too close together. We could have separation for sound, but more importantly at that point that we, with oh lots of alcohol wipes and masks and this, that and the other, we could do a, <laughs> a safe recording. <laughs> we turned up for a day, it was a day. You came up in the morning. Didn't it was it?
3: an afternoon. It was an actually. afternoon.
4: We recorded yeah. the whole rest of the disc in the afternoon. Every track just once, apart from one moment when Murray and I played something that amused us and Jesse thought it wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they
3: they slipped into a kind of gypsy klezmer kind of. I, it, it wasn't appropriate anyway. <laughs> so. No,
0: we knew it wasn't appropriate. That's not <laughs> Appropriate. But apart, apart
4: but from it that, was funny.
1: It was funny.
4: And then. I don't know, not three weeks later, the whole thing was next process done. Went to an absolutely fantastic mastering engineer, John Astley, in London.
3: Um, okay, for people like the Who and, and yeah, he's you know,
1: done the Who remasters and things like that. So, it's, a anyone you've heard of, he's a good know. friend of Eric <laughs>
4: Clapton, all that kind of stuff. You know, he,
2: he, <laughs> so who's good. the producer? Both of you,
4: yeah, Mary uh, and, yeah, both, I'm the, I'm Mary the engineering too. really. Okay used that between us. Murray, probably a little bit more than me, but kind of both.
2: You all just, are saving so much money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 good, we're not earning a lot yeah, these days. Exactly. <laughs> we're not <earning> it, so. <laughs> That's absolutely amazing because... You know, there's another thing that... Oh, sorry. just No, go,
4: go ahead. No, go. I was gonna say, uh, w- we did all this, and then Murray <laughs> said, well, you should have a book, Jesse. <laughs> um, so she said, yeah, okay, I'll do a book. Won't I, Daddy? Um, (laughs) Here's the book. um,
0: (laughs) So I don't know.
4: Beautiful, Um, but not only does it have the poems in that she'd written then, it's got two others, I think, and a series of little preludes that go before each poem. She and I illustrated it between us, and it was a total pain in the ass to get it ready, but it's done and it's beautiful. So I'm.
2: I feel like I'm not doing anything in life right now. (laughs) (laughs) Two albums and a book since March.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well
2: And um, and a newborn.
1: And a newborn,
2: yeah. Only for Murray. Only for Murray, yeah.
3: (laughs) And um, I mean i certainly have also written, written two other collections two other collections so i have another collection which is 50 pages long and one that is something like a hundred and something oh, that's
4: massive pages long it's she's got a collection of of poems that she wrote i this whole thing was like pulling the stopper out of you know sometimes if you get a bottle of after it has to be cider a bottle of half cider, <laughs> but it's not it's not been completely properly brewed, so when you take the top of it, it just goes Explodes. everywhere. Yeah, that, that's what that's what's happened. It's just like somebody pulled the top out of the poetry, and there's fucking poems everywhere. I didn't say that word. I meant poems everywhere. <laughs> um, and it's, it's been extraordinary. She's she's just created so much. It was my birthday not very long ago, and um, we'd been on a Scottish island for for a while. And um, it turned out that every day we'd been there, she'd written a poem contextualizing this wild, beautiful landscape, and something about it. It's a collect. It's absolutely beautiful, Murray. It's something we are going to become integrated with before too long. But the other thing that
2: she's written is just it's. it's- Jesse, when, when did you start performing? March. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, April. <laughs> April, sorry. <laughs> Wait, so you you, first... you started writing when you were younger, but you just started performing?
1: Yeah, yeah. In fact, you have done your first live gig.
3: We did. We went to a yeah. festival um, last weekend. No, the weekend before last cool. now. And I did a track live there. It was all socially distanced. We were basically in a field and in that field, there were lots of little white circles on the ground that people had to stay in. Mm-hmm. But we performed it live, so
1: the only live gig we've managed since March. And, it and was, this is
4: this is this is something amazing because I said to Murray, "Well, I don't know whether we should, you know, maybe we could invite Jesse to do something or not. What do you think?" And we weren't completely sure because we didn't know if the festival was right for what we were doing. Hmm. But we decided to. He knows she's never performed before. He just. <laughs> Was totally cool with it. Okay, it'll be fine. It'll be great. We did our set, the first, however much of it, two-thirds of it, and then invited her on, and it was great. Neither of us had a moment of being worried what it was going to be like. It was like performing with somebody who'd been doing their entire life. At the I mean, you was all, all... Better than what we'd been doing.
2: <laughs> you, you all operate in rawness, and so... That's not even an issue for you all, it sounds like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. In fact, I find uh now Adam may say he's been doing this all his life because he doesn't know how to obey rules and so on. But um I would say that my having done the whole like like Adam, I've done the whole um strict training, you know, the classical degree and all the rest of it, it's only recently that I found the real voice by not being given the words. Um, Now, talking as a musician, I'm not meaning actual words, obviously, but um, previously I might have been playing a new work written by a a new composer, or I might have been doing a transcription of of Bach or or whoever, or I might even be playing an old folk tune. But it's still not my voice. It, It is me reading somebody else's voice. And it's all absolutely fine. And I still do that sort of work. I'm not belittling I'm it. But what I have found in the last probably two years now, um, to have the freedom and the flexibility which for which I need a partner like Adam, um, to be able to say what I'm actually thinking, feeling at that moment, almost before I know it. And that that is what I found unbelievably fascinating about this is that i'm i am able to say things that i then realize i wanted to say before i knew i wanted to say them i can listen back to recordings and go gosh did i actually play that where did that come from but at the same time knowing that it is absolutely genuine it is absolutely me speaking but it's a subconscious me almost it's an instinctive uh, inner voice
3: I think that's true for all of us. Um, mm. So when I write poems, they're not considered and slow. I do the research, I read the history, and then I sit down and I write it. And more often than not, I don't go back over and change anything. I just write it out once, that's right. it. Um, not including punctuation and capital letters. I am going to say, you might put a comma in sometimes. <laughs> I put a comma in sometimes. <laughs> but... Um, I think for all of us, our art forms are very much based on our stream of consciousness or perhaps stream of (laughs) subconsciousness rather than it being something like, you know, I don't think, Oh, I'm, I really need to alliterate in this line. I'm like, it it just, it just happens. It's not, it's not, I'm not picking up on devices and thinking I must make sure I include this and I need to make sure this happens. It, It all just flows. And I think that, is the same thing for you as well. And obviously for Murray, he's just said. So
4: for me, it comes from. Sorry. No, no, say. I was going to say for me, it's come from forever in my my creative life. Of course, I've loved, I mean, as Murray said, I've, I've classically trained. I've played Beethoven concerto in the place where he first had it played. That, you know, I've done serious things and I've loved it. Actually, for me, I've got, I always had this feeling that what music is about is an extinct, instinct, extinctive, instinctive, <laughs> instinctive, instinctive communication. I hope it's not extinct. <laughs> those musicians let, in the let's, United let's, let, not, let's not go there. No. Anyway, an instinctive communication where, you know, in the first place, we only basically, before language, we had kind of pitch and rhythm, and that's what music gives you. And the concept that you could, link into your own instinctive pitch and rhythm and just allow that to flow basically put a violin in my hands i can talk to you and be doing whatever but music will still be coming out almost without me well definitely without me
3: having anything to do playing the violin um all the time
2: (laughs) much to her pleasure
3: (laughs) oh Um, (laughs)
4: yeah when
2: when did you start adam oh i was
4: that big probably maybe that wow Um, (laughs) <laughs> but the thing is, if you can let that just flow, and if you can keep your thinking mind out of the way, as long as 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 long yeah. as everything functions, of course you've really got to be able to play the instrument, but then you can create something magical, and it's kind of what your poetry is like as well. It's it's yeah, letting it think. flow without thinking.
3: Try not to think. <laughs>
4: it's not to say that's the only yeah. way to create. Of course it's not, and fantastic, wonderful things can be created in other ways. I think for me, one of the
1: one of the amazing moments we we did a um we did an hour long um, we live it. filming um for a storytelling festival here mm. in the UK um and so we did i think it was six of the songs that are on the album but they are completely different to the album because we we can't remember what we recorded for the album we just are playing what happens that day but then Jessie did something that still to this day seems amazing seems incredible to me she did exactly what we do so not written down beforehand not thought out beforehand okay jess off you go say a poem now on the spot to camera and we played we didn't know what she was going to say she didn't know what she was going to say um and it is flawless. You can write it down and analyse it. And that, to me, that still has blown my mind. Uh, don't we, tell Jesse. We call
2: that freestyling book. here. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: So I sat down and essentially closed my eyes and thought, right, and they started playing the music, and it just happened. There was no kind of conscious deliberation. It was all just already there.
4: But what was interesting actually was if she'd had to create that as a standalone poet it would have been it would have been different it would have been different and perhaps perhaps not as successful because because the music took away took off from every phrase and gave space in between the phrases i think it gave a moment for the next phrase to generate in a way that if you're just on your own talking maybe a little less so so it was it was an astonishing it, thing.
1: Was great, it was a great moment. It is on YouTube if anyone fancies. What's the What's the
4: breathing jaws, breathing oh, yeah. jaws, Grieving and jaws. I did introduce it at the time by saying, "Well, if you hear this, <laughs> then it went
2: <laughs> well." <laughs> wow! So let me ask you about the the business behind this, right? Like, so you know, and, and I talk to poets all the time. Obviously, it's a podcast, but um, um when you incorporate other things um, outside of your words, outside of your poetry, right? Um, That I think adds more value um, and kind of actually puts you in another lane to where the person who's booking you actually looks at you as a band now and not just a poet. And so, right? And so, it, already we know in the poetry industry, they don't pay poets enough. Right? Yeah. So, but now that you come, yeah, period. Like, you know, it's a, but now that you come as a band, it's a different story now.
3: It puts me in essentially the position of a singer. Yes. I'm- a singer, I speak. But if you look at somebody like, I don't know if you've heard of Kate Tempest or someone like that, again, that's not a poet anymore. She is a musician.
0: Mm. Even though or she's speaking something or between. something.
3: And it's a really... She's an artist.
0: She's yeah, an it's, artist a yeah.
3: it's an interesting position to be occupying because I'm not just a poet. I'm a spoken word artist too. And yeah, I, I it's it's hard to define, but in terms of business, yes, you are it's automatically opening other avenues. You know, oh, yeah. there are places where I couldn't have performed,
1: well, and we're...
3: that you couldn't have performed. That it's yeah, it's
1: a two-way street, definitely. Right.
3: So, I mean, for for me, for example, I performed at a live folk music festival. My poetry is not folk music, but mm. if it's with folk yeah. music, then I can perform that equally. Say, I performed at some, let's just say, a university institution, just because it's the easiest to think about. They wouldn't be playing there if it was like the literature department or well, something necessarily. The, the
4: storytelling festival, that yeah. We that yeah, we wouldn't we be because it was all online because of the world being as it is, but again, we wouldn't have been there
3: if it wasn't for the fact that they were playing with my story. So, for, for both parties or all three or whatever, I don't know. Um, but it is definitely opening avenues which weren't there for us before.
4: But as she says, it's interesting because those avenues are definitely opened. But you also have the chance, and we don't know yet, the world has been in a strange s- state since, since, since we started. this. <laughs> um, equally, if we're playing folk music, is a folk festival going to book something with a poet? And is a literature festival going to book something with music? We could go the other way entirely. (laughs) We could be making (laughs) dead ends for ourselves in all directions. But actually, it doesn't matter for us in a way because what we've created, at least for us at this time, is something that feels utterly real and important and genuine. And
3: whether we get booked or not, it matters to us. So,
2: sure.
4: So that's a good thing. But not only that, though.
2: Not only not only the different lanes, but you all coming together, you've added years to your experience. So, Jesse, you coming together with your father and Mary, That's I don't know little how little many little years little. combined, but as a group... I want to think. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah. you, you're no longer a... Um, just starting poet,
0: exactly. yeah, no, yeah. it's true.
2: She's not, and you know, actually, the next—you are absolutely right. The
4: next thing that we are doing together as a group, um, unless Jesse tells us tomorrow we're doing something else in the meantime, which keeps happening, um, <laughs> we're putting together um, a historical um thing in the North York Moors of England. It's a very, it's a wild—not wild compared to the wilds of America, but. Uh, there are very few houses, it's 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 bleak, it's windswept, it's um country, it's got um
3: ancient... it isn't farmed either. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it's like it's... a like a wasteland almost. Almost but not almost. quite.
4: Um and it was it's a place where there was ancient mining, not that ancient actually, it's hundred years ago. <laughs> there was about.
3: yeah, I know prior but, mining. But, but, but yeah.
4: <laughs> And what we're doing is going into that landscape, into those ruins, into the history of that we're going to record music improvised live literally in those places in
3: location yeah at location while Jessie
4: Jessie, um, performs poems that she's just about to be writing based on not only the the actual history of which there's loads a kind of imagined histories coming from it and her understanding of, of that landscape which she's known since she was a very small child.
3: I mean where where I stay at uni is um what 10 minutes walk from a set of these ruins yeah. old kind of kilns where they smelted the iron ore and then shipped it all off to be sold in big cities and you know um it's been a place that is very much part of my heritage in a yeah, way for a, for a long time and so we're all quite excited. I yeah, think. so we're
4: making we're making a new thing. It's it's,
1: and we're collaborating hopefully with um, an actual archaeologist on site who knows that this is, is is in the process of exploratory digging and rest and restoration and protection of this history. So and it's a history th- that perhaps we don't know as much as as, as English. I'm going to say English because it's in England. Um, that we don't know as much about it's not the it's not the standard history we all at school study certain areas of history and we all know it this is every bit as vital and important and was part of the the last 200 years of, a, of the nation and yet we know virtually nothing about it
4: so when you talk about adding value we're we're taking the poetry of our music we hope what jesse's going to create from it adding that together with experts on the history with hopefully some great filming um to make something we hope
2: special and different, and we'll see. Oh, yes, that's I like now. I, I like that. How did how did that come together? Did you say that already? How, how did that come yeah, together? It was, it
3: was a it was an accident. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Beautiful
2: accident. Yeah. We,
3: well, I I wasn't there when this initially happened he he was on a walk he was he was going to the pub actually and he was walking around the top of this valley where all of these old ruins are and he bumped into a team of archaeologists digging and he said oh this is great can, you know can I bring my family back and we'll have a look around and he's like yeah 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 next weekend so the weekend after we all kind of traipsed up there all the way around the top the of the valley walk. in big coats and you know um it's, it's freezing over here at the moment, um, <laughs> <laughs> and. Then we were shown around, and at the end of this kind of tour of this site, which was completely just because they lo- they wanted to share what they were doing. There was no yeah, kind of nothing, obligation. It's not it a was... normal thing. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, at the end of it, my dad said to the manager, he said, you know, I might have an idea. I'll email you. And I said, what idea?
0: <laughs>
3: he, said, he said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll tell you later. And I'm like, you're talking about poems, aren't you? <laughs> and then, then we said okay we'll just quickly pitch it to this guy who said yeah that, that sounds great you know let, let's do it and then we told Murray that he was doing it and <laughs> that was that <laughs>
1: it's the way my world works really <laughs> what's the so, yeah. job going to be
2: <laughs> so you all's music and well you all's poetry is going to be like the atmospheric
1: Yes, the way that we had a a whole site meeting um, last weekend, weekend before, something like that. Um, And this was actually quite an important question for me to understand. Um, Because we have, as I'm sure you have uh, over in the States, we have quite a lot of TV shows where. You, you watch uh, an archaeological dig and you've got a team of experts on site and they dig something up and they tell you the history and show you a broken pot and a bit of a brick and, and that's basically the TV show done. But well, yeah. the one area that they really don't go into is what it was like as a human in that situation. So we're, in this project, we're dealing with, with guys who are having to work in the harshest of conditions uh, underground with candles and sticks of dynamite uh, digging out iron ore and if they don't dig out enough in a day they don't get paid a penny and um, they have to buy the
4: candles and the dynamite from their employer up
1: front so yeah it's you know appalling labour appalling working conditions so, OK, we could discuss the history of iron ore mining and the railway that was used and the money and all of that. But what about that bloke who came from all over the country? He could have travelled 500 miles to come and live, work, probably die there, but surrounded by another 200 blokes and that community working and suffering together. And that is very hard to a show in a tv program just by telling you about it Mm. whereas poetry whether it be word or musical is such a direct method to connect to your emotions and connect to your soul so when you're hearing that hearing the stories seeing the stories and then connecting to it i think it's a very powerful connection
4: yeah so what we're trying to do is we're we're not going to be playing whilst somebody tells that story we're you're telling
2: to, the story through poetry
4: yeah exactly poetry and music with features but of the then we're putting it in context in between so yeah it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be led by the art by the music by the poetry yes. and contextualized by the history yes and the landscape one of the
2: important things so you got all have landscape. to research mm-hmm given the information and basically translate the information into into, the our, yeah. into so, our imagination. Yeah. Not, I,
3: yeah, I have a meeting, in fact, on Saturday um, with the archeologist and he's gonna we're gonna sit down and talk for a couple of hours about everything that I am interested in from the information he's already given me. He's emailed me so many files, which are so interesting, but we're oh. gonna sit down and talk and then I'll sit down after that and write poems and then from those poems and from the context which I will give, they will then have that same emotion, that same feeling. and well, then maybe they not will, that same Or maybe feeling. not, but they will still mm-hmm. produce something which evokes that. Or doesn't
4: or evoke doesn't it. A, evoke conversation it will, a conversation through three yeah. parts, if you like, two musical and one spoken. And again, all repeat, around that.
1: Yeah, repeating what Jesse said earlier, that there will actually be the fourth voice, because we are going to film it at right. the exact location that the stories happen. So there's an area that I can remember which is the back to back houses where all the, the people working there lived. So the beds when were never is, cold. Because say again?
4: the beds were never cold because yeah. there were three shifts and they just went round. You always got into a warm bed.
1: So for us to stand in those ruins. Whilst Jesse speaks to us and perform it and film it, I mean we've got um drones ready to film all of this and, and all the rest of it. It's it's gonna be an exciting, exciting project.
2: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. Um and and it's it's exactly what I've been trying to get across, and I'll continue to try to get across to people that you are more than just a person that writes poems. Yeah. There's 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 literally so much more to poetry than just poetry.
1: Yeah.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, there is. I mean, I have read a lot of poems over the last year as I say I'm studying literature. I, it would be odd if I hadn't. But equally behind every single poet's work that I have read, there is a whole lot more. So Mm. for example, um, a poet called Shelley wrote in the wake of some awful, awful kind of attempts at revolution, which ultimately failed. Uh, Wordsworth, just to name an easy one, he wrote and was informed by the nature around him. It wasn't just his voice that he was writing with, you know, he was in conversation with the land And I think it's so important to remember that you are only a part of what you're going to create, your culture, your surroundings, everything you have and have had and will have is going to be included in a poem that you write.
2: Wow. I, I, um, man, you, you guys got my, my, my artistic side just going, man. And, and now I just want to, I want to I want to talk to everybody in other industries because we um our, our most recent episode um was uh what was it um uh I can't remember but it it basically is is disrupting other industries with poetry.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? And and obviously disrupting is not the negative Connotation no. of the word "disrupting," but but just adding value to other industries with your art, yeah. you know, yeah. and 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 finding that you sometimes have to teach those other industries how well this could mesh.
4: Well, yeah, take the beginning of a feature film, for example, is a fairly yeah. obvious industry, but the right bit of music, obviously, everybody knows that, but seven or eight words of brilliant poetry or a couple of lines, just spoken in the right way with the right thing underneath before the whole film starts, they can change the entire thing. Mm.
3: Equally, I've seen recently there is, I'm not quite sure where I've seen this actually, but um, there is a kind of move to try and incorporate poetry into business. Mm -hmm. So, So there are these kind of things where people are trying to produce a poetry book for the workplace as a kind of moment to relax your head to make yourself
0: kind of mindfulness
3: mindfulness in some ways so I think what what we do is like the epitome of mindfulness Mm -hmm. It's put ourselves aside completely and, and write and create but equally when you read a poem when you read anything it's what I love about reading you aren't yourself anymore you have space and it is that which is also so valuable to every other industry you know if if everybody just took a moment there would be a lot more kind of i don't know you'd be you'd be more healthy there would be much more kind of mental awareness and yeah
1: so, well, i think the important thing that the world reality is not compartmentalized and categorized right and yet we as humans seem to love to give Banner headlines and boxes in order to sort this. And it's something as uh, I mean, as an accordionist, which is much less, shall we say, use the word normal, um, compared to the violin. So the violin, you'd say you're a violinist, you've got almost instant acceptance. That's not a battle. Mm. If I oh, say I'm school, <laughs> you're different. Um, if I say I'm an accordionist, then all of a sudden you've kind of put yourself in one place people have got a preconception as to what you are going to be what's your style what's your flavor and actually i'm not i play the accordion but i'm a musician or i'm an artist or i'm a creative i i I just don't like this idea of defining what we all are so it isn't about poetry it's not about music it's not about art it's not about business It's, it's about being a human and it's as simple as that. These things should not have boundaries; shouldn't have delineation. They all should merge. That makes much more sense to me than boxes.
2: Yeah. Which might explain
1: the yeah. mess my studio's in. But don't ask.
2: <laughs> we had an episode. We had an episode with um, the lead editor uh, at Forbes.com.
0: Oh wow!
2: Yeah, and the. Topic was um, does poetry belong in business or something of the sort, um, and and we were just pulling out ways that poetry can be incorporated into business. You all named a, a, a list of them, you know, and and you know, basically, if a if a company has a message that they're trying to get across, they need to hire. Someone that's great with words,
4: absolutely, yeah. and, not, and not, that's all. That's what a poet, poet is. Yeah, exactly,
1: yeah. exactly.
2: Yeah. Period. You know, but in business, they call them copywriters. Yes. yes. right. They they write copy, the the captions yeah. and the you know. But if you're really trying to compel someone, uh, pull at heartstrings and things of that nature, you, you you wanna you wanna you wanna reach out to a poet. A poet is somebody
4: who who says it in a way you could have never imagined and won't be using the prosaic words, won't be probably even mentioning that any of the words you would imagine would be in whatever yeah. it is going to say. They say something different and it comes from another angle and it suddenly says the whole thing in yeah. half as much effort. And that's what a real poet does.
2: Yeah, but you know what? It's, it's, it's interesting because we're not only... Teaching uh, or informing um, non-poets, we're teaching and informing poets that again, you are more than just someone who writes poems. Like you can write commercials, mm-hmm.
0: you,
2: right? You can you can you can be in movies and and things of that. And so so it's so important uh, for us to bring on people like yourself, artists like yourself, to show them that. Okay, yes, it's lockdown. It's COVID. But look, look, look what look what these folks are doing. There's no excuse.
4: Yeah. And actually, in a way, what you're saying is um maybe, maybe COVID lockdown, all that, there is a compression of what's possible. It's a taking away mm-hmm. of your options. It in a way throwing you into a tiny box where everything's just you don't have choices. Yeah. And our response to that all of us um, was to ignore that completely mm. create our own choices to create our own escape route and and that's a different kind of creativity sometimes even if you've accepted your proposition that commercial stuff can be a really valid place for mm-hmm. a poet you're looking at putting yourself in that box mm. and if you're trying to put yourself in a box you're probably not going to succeed Actually, if you can get into a place where that space is accepting you as a possibility, which is perhaps the challenge, mm-hmm. then what you need to do is escape from the box, ignore the box, just create and use the creativity. As possible. yeah,
2: there is no box. There is no box.
3: And be <clears throat> yourself and write as yourself, because you know it's only you who's going to be able to say what you want to say. Like whatever anybody thinks no two people are the same and no two poets are the same yes people mm-hmm. write similar styles but whatever you have to say
4: might have might more value, have than, more value than you <laughs> think it
3: does you know it might be special it might be just the thing the world needs to hear at that point
4: or the businessman
3: or the businessman
2: <laughs> wow i uh, man you all are awesome and and i'm really <laughs> excited about how how do we, did you in, inbox us or how, yeah. how did that work?
3: Yeah. I inboxed you.
2: Yes. I said, hey. So you're the marketer.
3: Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, sure as hell not. <laughs> <laughs> <be> us
2: two. <laughs>
3: And then you were like, yeah, yeah this, this looks great. I really like this. Can you come on our podcast, please? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I,
2: I, and, and look, and that's, that's what you have to do.
3: Yeah. And we, we had that conversation at, I think it was two o'clock. In the morning for me, yeah. I was still up, couldn't sleep. Murray was also still up because he has a baby. Uh, my dad was, asleep. <laughs> but you know, it's 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 you just have to take a chance and go yeah. For it, you know,
2: and you know what? It's so interesting. Um, I, 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 we get those DMs, and um, you know, some some poets just want to get on the podcast to get attention, right? Yeah. But on our end, the question for us is: One, what are you? What are you doing? what What are you creating? What are you producing? And and what can you teach others about how you did or how you how are you doing what you did? Right? Because um, if it's just going to be an interview, that's not what we do. You know, we're we're having a conversation and and, and look, trust me when I tell you, when we get off this here, I, I'm going to start writing things down about what I can do with my art, uh, with my platform. And and I'm just blown away. I'm just blown away by about how much you've been able to do since March on lockdown. <laughs> on a landline phone, and you have a book, and you have two albums, and I'm like, okay, I have not done anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking the number of diapers that Murray's changed. so yeah. <laughs> You know I, that that's absolutely amazing to me, and the fact that um, um, the archaea I can't even say the word archae <laughs> archaeol I can't even say it. Say, I couldn't say it the other day either. I got it. Into- the say, say it slow real
1: quick. Archaeological.
2: Ar- archaeological. Okay. <laughs> Goodness gracious. But that was, but in the moment, I'm sure you just got the, the idea that this would, this would be an awesome marriage. Yeah, totally. Yes. Yes. I just looked at the guy who was talking to me
4: and here's actually the thing that it was. I'm interested in the history, I'm interested in the place and all that, but right. the thing that actually clicked in my mind was the direct way he was telling me about what he cared about and how exciting it was to him. And I thought, well, his passion. Hey, is- yeah, if we bring this together with what, what I know we will- you know, Basically, think- how can I help you tell the story? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I didn't think of it quite like that. I just thought, haha, that's great. Let's do Let's something. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's what I do. I just see a opportunity, not opportunities, it's the wrong word, because it's not for me. I just have ideas that feel yeah. like a creative thing. And as Murray knows all too cool well, nine times out of 10, some horrifying process
2: starts just after, soon after. Value. Sorry? So it's, a, it's an opportunity to provide value. Sorry? So it's an opportunity to provide value. Yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah. So it, it's an opportunity, you know. Yeah. Um, so. I think too many times, you know, we get caught up in the negative connotation of words. And mm-hmm. and so many people would say, "Oh, you're an opportunist." No, that's yeah. not you know, there's there's several different uh, definitions of the word opportunity.
4: Yeah. So I would go with absolutely what you say. I see it as an opportunity to suddenly create something that is exciting to me, that is a brings something that hasn't happened before, that just feels great. And it's going to add some value somewhere. I don't necessarily know what the value is, but it definitely is a thing.
3: If nothing else, it adds value to our life in a very selfish way. You know, doing this will be enriching Absolutely. and
1: happy and a wonderful yes, wonderful massively interview. fulfilling
2: yeah so yeah no but now now not only not only you all but not only the archaeologists archeolo- yeah <laughs> uh in their project but the poetry industry as well because now more people say oh we can get poets now
4: yeah so, It's true. Singers
2: and dancers, and. If if what we're just
4: about to do works works well, it's going to go to a very wide audience. Yes. And that takes poetry in a new place, maybe, or at least a place where it's not often.
3: Going back to what you were saying about words having negative connotations. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about in America, but the word poet in England produces. Ah, uh, <laughs> a certain reaction. It's it's
0: worldwide.
3: Okay, <laughs> it means you know what? What do you, you know? A poet. People presume you are pretentious yep. and just kind of, I don't know, highbrow, and think you are above everyone else. But that is not what poet means. That is it. That is not the only meaning of the word. You know, yep. <laughs> and I think in some ways incorporating a poet. Into other industries might yeah. start to break down that stereotype. Yeah. It might start to show that no, you don't just have to be shut in a library writing poems. You can be out there, or yeah. out there, or you know, just and in you new don't situations. have to be
4: somebody with no money. Poet is also means thank you. <laughs> you nothing. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be that. If you start to understand that, uh, like I said a little while ago, a poet is one of the few people in the world who can encapsulate what. You might think just a few words and make it totally memorable and totally special. That's got real value to a lot of people.
2: Um, Well, maybe that's a good thing. Poets could be rich. But that's what it takes. That's what it takes. It it takes people who know that, right, and uh, uh, to to share it um, with non-poets and with poets, because too many poets don't know that. You know, and so, and that, and the, the ignorance to that adds to the box.
3: Yeah. Increases the stereotype. It fortifies
2: the box. You know, the, the, the ignorance of not, you know, of not knowing that you can do so much more with the words that you, that you write and, and, and speak um uh it it just adds to the people that are saying uh poetry yeah you know um i don't know if you all watch um america's got talent Mm -hmm. um well (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. well it's like uh do you all have the game shows yeah we have britain's Britain's okay britain's okay right so um a poet for the first time, it's my business partner, um, Brandon Leake. Uh, they just, he just won. Wow!
0: What?
2: He just oh, won wow. with oh, straight poetry. Wow. All words, no music. That's C- amazing.
3: Congratulations. Uh, the
2: wow. the, fir- the first poet to audition got the golden buzzer.
3: Yeah, yeah. And
2: won the whole show. That wow. is incredibly
3: impressive. impressive.
2: Yeah. So that now opens people's eyes to say, "Okay, poetry's in the game now." Yeah, yeah. Poetry, poetry's a thing
4: suddenly. Yes, that's,
3: that's yes. great. that is
4: funny. That's actually that's a really profound thing. I it's think. also really um,
3: heartening. It, it, in some ways, it means. Well, even for me, I say all these things. Oh, yeah, poetry shouldn't be this. Poetry shouldn't be that. But mm-hmm. ultimately, I I go to a university where I am surrounded by people who think poet means poet, <laughs> not
2: you know yeah. um, rhymes and metaphors and that's yeah, it. I mean
3: yeah. that, that, that it's also an important thing, you know? It means that you know I'm not just
4: It's important I'm but it's not not just that.
3: gonna be living off baked beans for the rest of my life, oh, you, you know
4: <laughs> you
1: might be anyway,
4: but yeah be I, anyway. it's possible but <laughs> it's, it's also isn't it ironic in a way that it takes a, a big capitalist investment like that to give a validity to poetry yeah it's, it's yeah. great that it has has yeah. got the strength to to, to get, get through, through that.
2: that yeah definitely yeah and, and you know it's it's the momentum that has to be built
3: yeah yeah, yeah.
2: right yeah, you know exactly. that, so so that win alone has um encouraged and inspired poets to say hey all right mm, all right so now all eyes are on poets now let me get my button gear yeah you know um, let me stop just writing about one thing yes you know because you you really have to be diverse in your in your writing. You know, because if, if just writing about one thing, now you're putting yourself in a box.
3: Yeah, yeah. your your life isn't just one thing and your poetry comes from yes. your life. So why are you choosing one element? Why not have the whole thing?
2: It's interesting.
4: Yeah. The stuff Jessie's doing with us, with Murray and I, yes, much, it's all pretty much either landscape or history based, but she's just had some verses published in another book um and those verses in a whole collection she's done they're totally different it's um that's kind of young girl living now
3: a fragmented experience uh, of modern reality put into poet form which is like the opposite of the, the same voice
4: if you're mm. if you're used to reading poetry if you're listening it's the same person yes. you are can hear it's the same person yeah but they're absolutely not in the same box couldn't be in more different boxes and I guess that's what you're saying Yes. The beauty for her there is that she's not she's not having to think oh I will write it in this box, she's just allowing and maybe this is a difficult thing allowing her creativity to take more than one direction because it's easy to box yourself to think oh, that's yeah. what I'm good at that's what I feel, that's what I think But actually, right. and, you know, and success you know, can
1: do that as well, being successful success can be a dangerous yeah. box yeah, yeah. as well
4: mm. wow.
2: that, yeah, that this is a- who I am
1: Hard to to avoid self stereotyping. Yeah. yeah, if I've you're
2: actually... if you're known for that, yeah,
1: yeah,
2: then you're what do they call it? Um, I know it's pigeonhole, but in the in the acting yeah. world, Types. I can't remember.
1: Typecast. Yes. yes, yeah.
2: Typecast. Yourself? If you're Mr. Funny Man, you uh, know sorry. you you Types. can't play yeah. serious roles.
4: So I've actually, it's interesting, I've struggled with this throughout my career as a violinist, I've classical, I've done concertos, I've toured the world doing that, I've toured America actually, playing Vivaldi's fourth season hundreds of times. Um, And then now I'm in this group called Red Priest, it tours the world, we did Beijing, America, New New Zealand, et cetera. And it's a particular kind of thing. And it's nothing, nothing whatsoever like what I do with Murray. And to be able to do those different things Mm -hmm. and say, well, actually, it's me. I'm the artist. I do what the hell I like here. It's me. I'm going to be able to do that. And it's always going to be my valid voice. That's actually difficult. You have to fight against each bit of the industry at every point. To be allowed
0: to do that
2: is extraordinary. So I've ignored everybody at every point (laughs) and done done what I like. Yeah. (laughs) You have to. You have yep. to ignore what other people's opinions are, are you know. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I, <laughs> man, I could really do this all night. Um, <laughs> and the crazy thing is, I don't know where to end, I, you know, because the, you all are just, oh my goodness. Well, I have to bring you all back on um, soon. We like
0: it. No, yeah. really,
2: because I, we got. I, I know you all have different directions too that we can go in. Yeah. You know, um, but this would be like a five-hour podcast uh, episode <laughs> 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 because, I mean, Adam alone, you're 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 a veteran in art. Uh, I won't even just say in music; it's just in art. And and Mary, I'm sure you as well. Um, um, and. Jesse you
0: you I
3: mean I
2: mean but the thing is you're not because you have the knowledge of your father.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So you have years on you. She does and she's burst into into consciousness so many years ahead of whatever I've been at any point along the way. Yeah. And, so, then, so and, you? and you have a leg up because most oh, yeah. I won't say most but a lot of artists are like the only artist in their family you know like in it, yeah. it and it's and it's and it's, it's tough different. for them uh am I eh, somewhat I, you know um because they have to go through the bumps and bruises themselves and not get the tutelage mm-hmm. and, uh and be raised in it yeah you've seen yeah. it for for you know since you were young you know and
4: now I'm learning. No, really, because be yeah. a, a, a young, clear mind that's not necessarily been as bruised or been through as many ways to get somewhere, right? but she's understood along the way, and suddenly, okay, that's a very good way of looking at it. I get that.
2: Poet. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense because you're you're benefiting from opportunities. I mean, just you're on the podcast in, in the United States because of. Jesse's savvy,
0: really?
2: yeah, sure. uh, and and her go-getterness, if you will, uh, to inbox some random <laughs> podcast and say, "Hey, poetry, I looked, poetry, poetry, I looked, let's." I looked at the
0: page; it wasn't
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> the other but, you know, that's, but that's what it takes, you know. So you all learn from each other, and 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 that's an awesome thing. Um, listen, we we. Um, Speaking of different lanes, um, we have a program uh, called Fighting Cancer with Poetry.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. And, and you know, we get that question. What, is, what does that mean? What, how does that? So all of what we said, right, it is it is using words to inspire others, obviously, those who have been impacted by uh, cancer um, and. and Shows them that they can use this art uh, to find a place of peace, um, to tell their story, and and inspire others. Um, and and we would love to connect with you all in some way, some some form of fashion, to where uh, we 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 create some some art in in that way. I don't know if you all have you know been affected family wise or friend wise. I'm well. I, I would so. imagine because everybody has it's that yeah. bad you know i love
1: it I love my father to cancer so i'm very wow
2: concerned. yeah so, sorry <laughs> to hear that what, what kind yeah. of what kind of cancer
1: well it, he actually it was uh blood poisoning that got him in the end but it, it was uh lymph node related got yeah but he he'd had a bad stroke and he was sure weak, and there was all sorts of ah, It was very complicated.
2: right right all of that t- yeah yeah sure <laughs> yeah. for sure yeah, yeah no you know um um, we, we've been doing that since 2012, um, when my close friend, it, it started off as a nonprofit, um, that I started, uh, when my close friend passed away, um, at the age of 25, yeah. um, yeah. yeah, diagnosed at 18, yeah, five, you know, fought for seven years. Um, yeah. with sar- sarcoma cancer, the connective tissues and
0: yeah.
2: yeah. yeah you know, so, so, but, um, um, he didn't start writing poetry until after he was diagnosed. Right. Right. And I never knew that, like, we were close friends, grew up in the same church and everything. And, and it wasn't until after he, you know, he transitioned, um, did his mother tell me that, you know, and I was like, Wow. And I wrote the obituary poem, you know, for his funeral, and and, and the you know the pro the, the poem that's in the back of the program, yeah. um, And uh, um, and so you know, from there, uh, you know, just started to stay connected with their with their fan with his family, um, and, and produced a nonprofit, uh, but um. You know, we, we we gather a lot of poets around the country and beyond uh, to kind of galvanize their poetry and their performance to inspire others. And um, we would love to to work with you all in in some way. Um, I think that would be beautiful. I
0: would love that too. I, th-
2: I think talk to Jesse and
4: and yes, which I don't mean that, but talk to Jesse. Indeed, find a way to make a link that would be meaningful I mean, and then we'll my, see what
3: one of my sure. friends at school suddenly got diagnosed with a brain tumor mm. currently in the clear but there's no guarantee that it's going to stay that way sure um, i think as you're saying for everybody cancer is something which is very real and it's very personal to everyone yeah um, so yeah i'm sure we could find some kind of way to
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll we'll DM each other and things. Um, but I just want to say, thank you. Thank Thank you all, uh, for spending your Tuesday night. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a pleasure. pleasure. uh, Thank you very much. Most definitely it's, it's, it's been an eye opener, um, and a heart filler because, uh, art is everywhere. Art is, is worldwide. And, um, you, 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 uh, you guys have just showed people that literally you have no excuse to, (laughs) to, to stop. Um, COVID shouldn't stop you. Uh, a shutdown shouldn't, shouldn't stop you. Right. Um, and, and you all are a, a clear example of that. And and, and um, I really appreciate you. If you all could, you know, one by one, just kind of leave something with the people, whatever it might be. Just you know, um, whoever wants to jump in there.
4: I think it'd just be a goodbye and keep being creative and make the gotten how to how to do it.
3: Um, yeah, for me, it, you have to remember that your voice matters. It, even if it only matters to you, it's important to express it because allowing yourself to recognise that your voice is important is absolutely essential to mm. your like your well-being but also to any kind of success that you want to go for. So, yeah, so thank you for having us tonight.
1: Yeah, my thought, um, listening to Christoph just then saying that there's no no reason to, there's no excuse, but actually you can, you can take it the other way and say the adversities, we're all going through various challenges, mm-hmm. whether it be Covid or any of the other multiplicity of things that we could discuss in the world at the moment, maybe that actually is your excuse to start um, this whole thing, this whole journey started thanks to Covid, not that any of us wanted Covid but thanks to covid this journey has started so maybe whenever we are challenged that is our excuse to start I like that
3: good good sense
2: amazing i love it listen listen it's the poet life podcast please go to our website thepoetlife.com check us out anywhere and everywhere social media the poet life as you can see, we're, we're not just talking to artists in the States, uh, we're going beyond, across the world, and we're showing you that poetry is more than just poetry. Check us out. It's The Poet Life Podcast. Thank you all. You all have a good night. Introducing The Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms,
1: including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website thepoetlife.com.
0: Find a way, find a way